I always have this sense as we begin of something very special and something very familiar, that we're doing something that humans have been doing all over the the globe for, you know, many, many centuries, uh, kind of tapping into the stream of conscious awakening and stepping out of the habits of daily life, you know, whether it's going to the desert or going to the mountain or to us, to Pearlstone. <laughs> it's like we are stepping out of the doing mode or we're in some way on our way somewhere else. You know that sense that we're always kind of leaning forward and getting to the next thing? And it's really uh, a chance to collectively choose to s- relax back, to find that quietness, that silence that allows us to really become intimate with the life that's here. So we do that, like as the Buddha sat under the Bodhi tree, we, we sit together in this way. And one of the things that's become increasingly clear to me is that it seems like we're sitting and we're working with our own stuff, but we're really sitting and waking up together in a way that ripples out powerfully. It really is for the benefit of all beings, waking up awareness. And I love this reading. Uh, this is Gwinella Norris. And you might just close your eyes and listen for a moment. It's called Sharing Silence. Sharing silence with others is a political act. Silence brings us back to basics, to our senses, to ourselves. It locates us. Without that return, we can go so far away from our true natures that we end up quite literally beside ourselves. We live blindly and act thoughtlessly. We endanger the delicate balance which sustains our lives, our communities, and our planet. I believe that each of us can make a tremendous difference Politicians and visionaries will not return us to the sacredness of life. It will be done by ordinary people who gather neighbors and friends together and say, remember to breathe, remember to feel, remember to care, remember life. Let us do this together for ourselves and our children and our children's children. So we get this sense that there is this sacredness that becomes accessible when we quiet some. And it actually lets us live true to our hearts and it lets us live as communities in a way that doesn't violate. I always think about the Dalai Lama's statement that if every eight-year-old was introduced to meditation, this next generation would be free of war. And I think it would be, you know, much less racial violence and sexual violence, earth violence. And I think for so many of us, our bodies can feel the clock is ticking on our planet. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the wildfires and the floods and the droughts. And um, we can feel, and we can feel the spike that's going on right now in 
kind of fear-based reactivity all over the globe. It's not just this country here. If you're, sometimes we think it is. Of uh, you know that it's the kind of tribalism and dividedness that that so that brings such such sorrow, such suffering. And and this we were talking about this this evening at dinner. There's it's not even a spike. There is a tremendous evolutionary surge in consciousness where if you get on a plane and you talk to the person next to you, if they're not meditating, they know somebody that's meditating. Does that resonate for you? It's it's everywhere that humans are choosing to wake up their own awareness. It's amazing. So that's where the hope is. That's where the repairing of our earth is. That's where the healing of our own being and that rippling out comes from. And that's what we're doing here. And maybe to invite for a moment just to pause. And if you'd like, again, to just close your eyes and check in. Because the healing begins with pausing. It begins with consciously connecting with what's right here. I love that phrase, create a clearing in the dense forest of your life. That's Martha Postaway. Just take a moment. We're going to be doing a little bit more of a sit later, but what does it mean to you to create a clearing right this moment? What happens if you honestly and gently sense what's right here? Sometimes it's not till we intentionally get still that we start noticing how we've been stirred up or maybe how tired we are. Or maybe there's a self-consciousness or nervousness about what's to come. It helps just to acknowledge what's real. And if we add some kindness to that, there's a real softening. Welcoming all parts of our inner life, whatever's here, the tired or anxious or excited or grateful, And just to widen the field now and sense those who are sitting here, the person next to you, behind you, those you've seen at dinner. Just that that welcoming energy, welcoming all the difference that's here in race or sexual orientation or gender identity, geography, age, physical abilities.
sense what it's like to in some deep way sense this all belongs, all parts of me, all beings that are here, we belong. I'm taking a deep breath. When you're ready, open your eyes. So I'm going to just share with you, uh, each each of us are going to speak some, a few things that always are the key pieces that help me when I'm moving through a retreat. And the first thing is to move slower, like really slow down. I often reflect that, you know, when I move half as fast, I notice twice as much. We are such a speedy, crazy speedy culture. Slowing down, pausing. Second thing, keep reconnecting to the senses. Um, that's really the home base. We, we, in addition to being speedy, we live in a virtual reality so much. It's our thoughts and we're, and our, we're going to talk about our gadgets, our technology, but we're in, t- and we're in a virtual cloud all the time. So keep coming back to your senses. Even if it's as simplistically as, okay, seeing feel the breath, hearing, just name them, but come back. I remember um, a couple of years ago, I was um, giving a talk on coming back, using the body as an anchor to be awake and so on, and I was in the shower kind of constructing the talk in a sense when I noticed that I was slathering my hair with shaving cream. And it was such... First of all, Jonathan told me afterwards, it's a good thing I didn't start shaving, you know, because that would have been even worse. But... And my first thought, of course, was, I'm just, this is something I would never tell anybody, you know, slather, doing that. But then it just, it just hit me. It's like, how many moments we are not aware of what's going on in our body and our senses. Come back to the senses over and over. The next is have the intention to befriend whatever you're experiencing. Our habit is to uh, control, reject, resist. Have the intention to say yes on some level. And my favorite in the last few years ways of... It's really helpful to have a mantra of some sort when something comes up that you don't like or that you're in reaction to in some way to say yes or it's okay... I like saying, this belongs. That's like, there's this ocean with all these different waves and every wave belongs. And in the moment of letting something belong, you become the ocean again. Sort of. takes some time. But it's that idea. You're going in that direction. The next piece is that we sometimes think that we're in retreat in a bubble and we're doing our retreat but everything we're experiencing and everything that's going on is happening in a field that's interactive with everybody else. Our moods, our the expressions, even if we're not looking at each other and talking, um, how quiet we get, wh- how, mu- how much we're agitated, we're all influencing each other. And it's, all, and it's great, because if we open our hearts to sensing that we're in it together we actually wake up together. And so Mother Teresa, there's one line that, that 
keeps coming back to me. She said that if we're suffering, it's because, or she said if we have no peace, it's because we've forgotten that we belong to each other. And we all forget. We all get caught in this kind of self-centered selfness that doesn't feel belonging. That's our pain. So in these retreats, if we are intentional, we have the possibility of creating the community that we believe in. And I think one of the best tools for that is what in the Vipassana world is called stealth metta. How many of you know what stealth metta is? Can I see by hands? You can raise your hand high. It's doing metta for other people a lot, but they don't know you're doing it for them. And you don't know that other people are doing it for you. But if we all decide for these next five, six days that we're going to be seeing others and in some way just sending a message, you know, may you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be free from suffering. Just sending those messages. It's amazing in the moment of seeing somebody and sending that message there is a tendril of connection that gets activated that wakes us up out of separation. So how many of you feel you'd be on for just making a, you know, the background of stealth metta? Are you up for doing that? Yeah? Let's do it. I mean, it's, I've, the last few retreats, it's really been one of those things that I think creates, it creates a more um, a palpable warmth. And one of the things one of my friends was describing, he went out to visit the Redwoods, which is where Noliwe and Condor are in the thick of that. But he described something he didn't know that I thought was really interesting, which is these huge, magnificent trees have really shallow root systems. So what happens is what allows them to stand so tall and strong is they grow in clusters and they interlock their roots. And there's a reason that humans gather to practice. That we really, the strength of our practice, you're, we, f- we feel more supported, there's an energy in the field, and the metta or the care actually wakes us up out of that painful bubble of self. So that's the last piece I want to mention in terms of relating to our, you know, our, our field here like to close my piece with um, really the energy behind everything, which is our intention. We're going to do a reflection on aspiration, which, you know, the Buddha taught that our entire life arises out of the tip of intention. So in the moments that your aspiration is, you know, may I, may I love without holding back, you're inhabiting your heart again, your, your coast to home. And if your intention is, you know, when is this going to end so I can go back and check something on my iPhone, then that's going to affect your psyche. So how do we, how do we really establish right from the start a sense of what most matters to us? That's what we're going to explore uh, next. And to do that, this is back to the Redwoods, we're going to get in groups of four. Okay, before we do it, we're going to reflect and then each person's going to share very briefly what um, your 
what you've sensed as your intention or aspiration. Uh, so we know who's going to start first. How about the person with the brightest colors, whoever's wearing the brightest colors, uh, will be the first person. Okay. So closing your eyes. And take a moment again to arrive, just to get here. You might feel your breath, and you might feel your breath in the area of the heart. Sense your heart, sense whatever mood is here. So that you're listening inwardly to your heart. The inquiry is, in coming to retreat, what's the deepest intention? What's the deepest aspiration you're aware of? What is it that your heart's really longing for? And as you listen inwardly, just sense what brings out the most sense of sincerity. I know for me, when I touch into what makes me feel most sincere or innocent, it's kind of a homecoming into aspiration. So what is it that really brings you? What do you most deeply long for in your spiritual life? And it's not as much a future goal, but even what you'd wish for right in this moment. Our true aspiration, something that can be experienced right in this moment. You don't have to assume you know, just listen inwardly. And some will land on something, and you might find that the question's there, but you're not sure, and that's fine. Just sense whatever different possibilities come up that seem compelling to you? What is it that matters to you? What do you want to experience more of in your life? What would you want to experience more of in this moment? So as you're ready, opening your eyes and our our practice here is part of a meditation where one person will speak and just will take two minutes and just to name whatever you're aware of around aspiration, knowing again that you might have something concrete or it might not be and what, whatever's there, just to name what, you, what happened when I asked and uh, other partners, you are holding a space that's respectful you'll stay silent uh, that's kind and accepting And we'll let you know when uh, the two minutes are up. If you finish saying what you want to say before the two minutes, that's fine. Just come into silence. Okay. First person, please begin. Okay. Finishing what you're saying. Taking a pause. Invite the next person to begin sharing. Finishing up, taking a pause, 
Okay. And third person, uh, please begin. Again, finishing up, taking a pause. And fourth person, please begin. And if there happens to be a three-person group, you get a bonus round. (laughs) Please begin. Finishing up, taking a pause. And then to take just another a couple minutes, minute or two to introduce yourselves. You've now shared your deepest heart intention. You can just, you might share names or whatever you'd like to, but just to greet each other. So, everyone, can you thank your new best friend? Why don't you come back to the larger circle and thank your new BFFs? You'll be with them for the next five to six days, and now you have shared your deepest aspirations together. So welcome again. Um, I was introduced earlier, but I'll just reintroduce myself. My name is Noliwe Alexander. Sometimes you'll hear us talk and say Noli, which is also good. Um, And it is really a pleasure to be here with you. Um, I have been to Pearlstone once before, but um, not in this particular capacity, so, and not in this room, so it feels, it feels warm, it feels welcoming, and it's just a pleasure to be here. So why don't we take a moment, because you've been sitting, let's just stand up. Yeah, let's just kind of get our body in motion for a moment. Just move around a little, shake your legs, shake your arms. We've got a little bit more time together, so it's probably good to get some blood flowing. Uh, Some of you may have just arrived, been sitting on an airplane as well, if you flew in or drove in. So it's a good, good opportunity just to body in motion. Yeah, you don't have to do what I'm doing. <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, right. So why don't we sit back down now? So, again, my name is No Wei. My pronouns are she and her. And I come from the West Coast. I come all the way from Oakland, California. Yeah. And um, as Tara mentioned, I'm in teacher training, but I'm also a teacher at several different sanghas and institutions around the Bay Area and now in uh, Maryland. (laughs) So, (laughs) lucky me. And before we get started with a few other things, there's something that has I always do at every retreat or every practice period, and that is I'd like to take a moment and honor our ancestors because I know for myself... I stand on the shoulders of so many. I wouldn't be here on this path even if I didn't stand on those shoulders. 
So I'm just going to read a little bit to you. I call upon my ancestors to stand with me as I make this following acknowledgement. Let's begin by acknowledging that this retreat is being held on Piscataway, Piscataway land and honor all traditional custodians of this region, appreciating the opportunity to practice on this land. I just want to talk a little bit about these um, Native people. They lived in extended family villages, with each member of the village tending to their daily activities. They were gardeners, pottery makers, basket weavers, hunters, farmers. They tilled the land for agriculture. And collectively, including the children in the village, they collected fish and selfish from the local rivers. And we ask the ancestors' blessing in being here right now. We pay respect to the enslaved African peoples brought to, held, and sold on this land and their descendants. We recognize the continuing struggle for liberation for all beings. We pay respect to the Asian ancestors from whom these teachings and practices have come and have been preserved for the last 2,600 years. And we pay respect to the elders, past, present, and emerging. And what I know for true is that as I sit here, I'm feeling the energy of my ancestors. So let's just take a silent moment (coughs) and call upon your ancestors, who you may want to ask to join you for these next five days. Bring them into your presence. They may be someone in your family or maybe someone that you don't know but you have great respect for or who have been your benefactors or your mentors. And we sit with deep respect and deep honoring on this land. So I thank you so very much. I thank the ancestors for joining us. I feel for myself that this is quite a gift to be here, and I think that you all have gifted yourself this time You could be readying yourself for a New Year's celebration, a New Year's Eve celebration, and in fact, you have. (laughs) There may not be streamers, um, but you're here to do some very important work. And we were talking earlier, and I, I spoke a little bit what was on my heart and about being here during this time and having all of you come, and it really did amount to soul care. Many of us have just been so extended in this very fast pace. what Tara said, this fast-paced life, this technological life. Things are moving very quickly, and this is the gift you've given yourself. Slow down. 
be still. Find a moment to reflect. Find what it feels like to embody your presence right here, right now. Such a gift in this season of giving. I feel all of your energies and your presence and your aspirations. I can feel them, that you are here for purpose and with great intention. Thank you for showing up. It's my pleasure to be here with you this week. Hmm. Hello, everyone. What a, what a beautiful... I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Like, I think you two were in the car coming back from the last one. I think maybe when you called me or something or sent me an email and it was um, to join you this year. And um, so I've been looking forward to this and I immediately said yes and really appreciate this invitation so much. I can't even tell you. This man here is an old dear friend of mine from the... Back in the ashram days, <laughs> we did the ashram together back at Kripalu in many, many, many years ago. And um, I'm just thrilled. I'm really thrilled to be here and to see you all and to be on the East Coast. Actually, I wasn't really thrilled to be on the East Coast. <laughs> I thought, what are you doing? You're going to the cold in the co- and then during the winter. But actually, I am thrilled to be here, and it's really lovely to, to enjoy the vigorousness of the cold weather. I am, too, from Oakland, and uh, I got a big applause for Nelly. <laughs> I, too, am from Oakland. Thank you, thank you. And um, I'm really, really thrilled to um, be sitting here and to looking forward to getting to know as many of you as possible and having some really special time together. And, and as Noli said, you know, giving yourself this incredible opportunity. And, and at this special time of the year, this is one of the most special times of the year, isn't it? This week between the, 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 the Christmas holiday and the New Year's, and whether you are Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or anything other, this week is just this week when... There's this internal, the, the hold, the, the, everything is going inward, right? That energy of going inward is what this week usually is from the, the actual landscape, the climate, and our personal internal climate. Really going inward and seeking and, and digging in so... It's a really special week, and this is a really special retreat. And you've given yourself this opportunity. It's quite special. I really applaud you for being here and doing whatever your work is, you know, whatever your intention is. I have my own as well, and... You know, we're all in this together, sharing this 
change not only of, you know, the, the year to the next year, but this is a decade. This even has a little bit more significance as this is a, a turning of the decade. And we're going to do this together. <coughs> and I will remember your faces, and I'm really happy to see you and to be sitting in this seat. So as we come together in community, there's a few things that are really helpful. And Tara mentioned that, you know, this is like we're doing something from the unusual, getting out of our usual, out of our usual at home or in our communities or in our families, but coming here and creating a new family for this week. And as we do that, it's really important that we create a container that feels really sacred, that feels really safe, that feels like, okay, we're going to really bring our deepest values, the things that we cherish, into this space for the next few days. And in our tradition, there's, there's things that we look at and that we think about and that we talk about and that we, we say to each other that we're actually going to hold dear while we're here together to create that kind of space where everyone, everyone is welcome, everyone feels safe, as safe as possible. And that we know each other are, are holding the same, the same ideas, the same principles, the same values. So there's something that I'm going to read, and I'm going to invite you, if you feel, if these words mean something to you, I'm going to invite you to repeat them. And it's coming off of what Noli was just saying around the importance of our ancestors. Because, you know, we wouldn't be here without that. And this is, again, this special week to think about and to feel into that energy. That energy that got us to where we are right now. Sometimes we're so often thinking about what we haven't done. Right? This week, oh, like, I, the week, the year is turning and I haven't done something or other. Can we take this week to actually, one, commit to looking at the goodness, looking at the goodness of our lives, looking at the, the sweetness, right? Is there something sweet in all of our lives, no matter what? And to take this week to be non-judgmental. Can we do that as well? To let go of, of that, that voice, that voice. And just open up into this field together. Open into this field. It's really such a precious time to do that. And so... There's something that we call in this tradition the precepts. 
And it's just a way of us saying, we're going to really live well together during this week. We're going to live well together at at our best. And the precepts that, um, that I particularly love that I'm going to read are from a place called Manzanita Village in California, in Southern California, two friends of ours who um, have this beautiful retreat center in the desert. And they are followers of Thich Han and other great masters. And they have really honed these words and spent lots of time on these phrases. And I just love them. They so resonate with me, and I want to offer them and see if they resonate with you. And so it's the precepts from Manzanita Village that's going to help us create this container together. You with me? You ready to do this? All right. So I'm going to say the words, and then you'll repeat them, and we'll do it like that. Is that okay? So the first precept. It goes like this, aware of the violence in the world and of the power of nonviolent resistance. Aware of the violence in the world and the power of nonviolent resistance. I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth, and future generations. I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth, and future generations. And I vow to cultivate the compassion that seeks to protect each living being. I vow to cultivate the compassion that seeks to protect each living being. Aware of the poverty and greed in the world. Aware of the poverty and the intrinsic abundance of the earth. I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth, and future generations. Ancestors, the earth, and future generations. And vow to cultivate the simplicity. Gratitude and generosity. That have no limits. Aware of the abuse and lovelessness in the world. And of the healing that is made possible when we open to love. I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth, and future generations. And I vow to cultivate respect for the beauty and erotic power of our bodies. Aware of the falsehood and deception in the world. And of the power of living and speaking the truth. I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth, and future generations. I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth, and future generations. I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth, and future generations. 
And I vow to cultivate the ability to listen. And clarity and integrity in all I communicate. By my words and actions. And the last one is I aware of the contamination and desecration of the world. And of my responsibility for life as it manifests through me. I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth, and future generations. And I vow to cultivate discernment and care in what I take into my body and my mind. Just sit with that for a minute. Those are the five precepts. Allow your eyes to close for a minute and just take in that notions of the vow to cultivate compassion that seeks to protect each living being. The vow to cultivate the simplicity, gratitude, and generosity that have no limits. The vow to cultivate respect for the body and erotic power of our bodies. The vow to cultivate the ability to listen and clarity and integrity in all I communicate by my words and actions. And the vow to cultivate discernment and care in what I take into my body and my mind. With this, we create our container. To live together in this space this week, in this very precious time of the year. I thank you all for coming, for giving yourself this this time may we create the most amazing community this week with our stealth meta I appreciate you so much thank you we're going to um, as a part of the continuation of the precepts of We're going to actually have a ceremony tomorrow morning where we're going to renounce our digital devices, our phones, our iPads, or anything that you might have brought. It's an opportunity. It's an invitation. It's an invitation to continue to create this container without those kinds of what in this container becomes interruption. I know in our life outside, it's our lifeline. (laughs) Let's see what it's like to renounce that. So you'll have the opportunity to do that tomorrow. There'll be a little bit of 
that uh, Jonathan will take us through a little ceremony. So we invite you to bring them into the room tomorrow morning when you come for the 9 o'clock sit, not the, not the 6, to bring them, and then we'll, we'll do something that's really beautiful. And I, you know, I'm not supposed to really, you know, go hard on it. However, I have to say, it really is a beautiful thing to let it go and to have just that week without... Uh, without our devices and to really create this beautiful container without it. It's precious. So we offer that as an invitation. Okay, now I'm done. It's truly an honor to to have this opportunity to practice with you. And I have to say up front, particularly with this cohort of amazing people, I feel absurdly and freakishly tall. <laughs> many, many years ago when I uh, went off to my first month-long retreat in this tradition, I, I called a friend and I said, hey, do you want to do this retreat with me? It'll be fun. Uh, little did I know how much of that month I would be lost and struggling and confused, and for all the best reasons. As we've taken this time to begin to arrive, to acknowledge the, the space that we're practicing in, and to acknowledge the, the contract that we can create to create the most safe and sacred space we can, what we're doing is we're setting the stage for this radical practice of resting in presence. When you relax and you pay attention. You begin to notice and feel things you hadn't noticed before. And you begin to see more clearly into into reality. And you begin to access a heart that can hold all that you find. And along the way, there are all kinds of challenges. We're all setting off on our own hero's journey. Something has called you here. You've responded to the call. And along the journey, we're beset by all kinds of winds. So one of the most the powerful things in this tradition is, as we're setting the stage and acknowledging the precepts, is to take some time to reflect on the refuges. Where do you go when you feel, when you feel lost? It can be very helpful to remember that there are these sacred places you can contact when you are feeling lost or when you're struggling. And there are different ways of looking at the refuges. I kind of like to think of it as when you, you, know, when you go into any, any town, you'll see the Orthodox Church and the Reformed Church. So when we look at the refuge of the Buddha, for some, that's a, a, a real sense of, of the Buddha's life, a connection with the Buddha. For others, it's more the allegory of of someone who set off to discover what is it that's beyond sickness, old age, and death. And, and in that allegorical sense becomes awake. Or it can simply mean the meaning of the word Buddha itself is awake. To take refuge in, in non-judging awareness. To take refuge in what it means to be awake now. No matter what the externals or the internals may be. The second refuge is taking refuge in the Dharma. 
for some that can be coming back to the to the core teachings of this tradition. For others, it may be coming back to the core teachings of of your own personal tradition. For others, it can be a reflection on this one definition of Dharma as what is true. What is what was true thousands of years ago that is true now. And for others, in any given moment when you feel lost, to ask yourself, what do I know to be true right now? It can be a very powerful way of bringing yourself into the here and now, no matter what is occurring. The third refuge is taking refuge in Sangha. And for some, that means taking refuge in, in community itself, knowing that there are like-minded people. For others, it can take it can mean taking refuge in, in a very specific tradition. It can mean a broader tradition. It can mean calling on those who, who you feel a connection with. And in the most powerful way for me on retreat is taking refuge in the space that we're holding together. I'm always, always, every time, all these years, I'm always stunned by the intimacy that, that is built through the silence that we share. And inevitably, you may find that in your practice, when you may see someone who might be weeping, you'll feel your heart awaken. Or a time when you're really struggling with your sit, someone who's sitting in a way where they're really still and they're really inspired, that might touch or empower you in some way. One of the great things of of meditating community, as it's been said, is if you're having particularly insane thoughts, you can just blame them on the person behind you. <laughs> There's something so powerful about drawing on, on the feel that we're creating as each one of us in our own way, no matter how we're beset by challenges, as we keep coming back to the cushion, coming back to, to open again to the here and now, that absolutely creates a field that you can tap into and you can draw on. And others will draw on that energy as you invest it into your experience as well. So remembering these three refuges can be very, very helpful. And we're going to do a little chant to kind of honor the tradition. And you'll see, you'll have a handout in front of you or one nearby. And you'll see in this chant that it's taking refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. And then a second time, taking refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. And a third time, reinforcing that this is, this is the invitation to come back home again and again and again. If you know the words, you're free to chant along. If you're not, you can sort of read along or just let the, let the words wash over you, or as you kind of get a sense of how they work, feel free to, to connect with uh, these ancient words in your own way. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasam Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samasambuddhasa. Namo tasa 
Bhagavato Arahato Sama Samburasa Buddham Saranam Gachami Dhammam Saranam Gachami Sangam Saranam Gachami Dutyampi Buddham Saranam Gachami Dutyampi Dhammam Saranam Gachami Dutyampi Sangam Saranam Gachami Tatyampi Buddham Saranam Gachami Tatyampi Dhammam Saranam Gachami Tatyampi Sangam Saranam Gachami If you like, you can close your eyes. And in your own way, sensing this inner refuge, what it means to be awake, to access this quality of non-judging awareness. to sense this inner refuge of truth, what you know to be true in any moment. And sensing this inner refuge of connection, of love. And for these moments, resting in presence. So as you continue to feel the presence of the refuges and how they landed with you, and the stillness and the container that we're creating here in Sangha, I want you to take in all that we've talked about this evening, the gift of coming, the precepts of values, the aspirations that you set forth, the refuges that you just chanted and took in. As a, so as we continue to do our practice this evening for just a little bit, also know that when we come out of this particular practice period, we'll be entering into noble silence. It's an opportunity for you actually to do the practice for yourselves. Deeply, intimately, with truth and purpose. 
noble silence is not just for one individual, it's for the whole Sangha. It's how we'll be beginning, we'll begin with these next five days to walk this path. We'll be asking you to refrain from communicating. from reaching out to a friend or a colleague. To arrive and walk through silence throughout the day. Again, this is your gift. These few days of turning it all off. finding a place to rest touching in to your innate goodness and your heart for just these few days and remembering that this is soul care time you've chosen Finding moments to connect to the breath and to the body. Arriving. Moving along the path. And stillness and reflection.
in the last few moments, remember your deepest aspirations. For being here, remember the preciousness of this moment. Entering into noble silence, touching into the sweetness of our retreat. Thank you all for your practice. Sleep well, and we'll see you in the morning.